Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Welcome back to The View, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me, as always, is my co-host and cohort, Victor Adams. Hey, John, how are you enjoying the sweater weather? <laughs> the sweater weather? And we're all wearing sweaters. I just noticed <laughs> it's that. It's freezing, man, yeah. but, you know, it's been snowing all day here in Memphis, but nothing sticks, right? Even, yes, it is. Usually is. So. Yeah, it could be 31 in Memphis for a week, and for some reason, it still won't stick, but yeah. the kids got home from school a little bit ago, and they were running around outside, grabbing what little snow was on the ground, and making snowballs, but it, they they didn't last long. Yeah. <laughs> My nephews and nieces that just moved down here from Grand Rapids are probably like, what do you call this, this snow? Is, this is nothing. Like, yeah. You didn't have to shovel eight feet of it this morning, but... <laughs> But anyway, doing well, man. It's a great weekend, and uh, you know we're starting our second week of Exodus ninety here. You know we started on the fourth, so today is day eight, I believe, and mm-hmm. and just really, really enjoying this. Um, you know, the ethical practices do get difficult, but um, I'm really finding a lot of good things are coming out of this. Uh, just as I said last time on the podcast, you know, I feel like we're really growing, or I'm growing personally in my relationship with God, and, and really my mind is, is more to gratitude and things like that than it has been probably more you know in a while and, and it needed to be. So um, I'm glad to be doing that. Also, I want to say thank you to the new patrons. We had several more come in last week, and uh, you know, I just, I appreciate the patrons so much. You guys make all this possible. Um, you know, the equipment that we were able to purchase, some of the things we're going to be doing in the future with the Messy Catholic. Uh, there's a project coming out that I've been working on March the uh, in, in the beginning of March. It's going to be called The Narrow Road, and it is a book for men that's going to come out every month uh, that's going to lead them in a different virtue every month. It's going to have the gospel readings. It's going to uh, help you walk through the four different relationships, main relationships in your life, and live that virtue out for that whole month. A lot of times when we're in our men's groups and things, we might get an hour here or there on specific thing, but this is going to be focused on helping a guy walk and learn a virtue every month. And the hope is after, you know, after a year, I mean, you've been able to walk into 12 of the, you know, through 12 virtues and, and you're reading the gospels and listening to what God has to say to you. So I'm hoping men are really going to enjoy this. There's going to be some videos that I do to accompany these um, virtues and, and, and give some 15 minute deals every month and every week on uh, the progression of those virtues every month. So if you're interested in that, it's going to come out in March. So you can go ahead and join a, a, to be a patron. That's where you're going to get it is through uh, becoming a patron. Uh, I believe it's going to be around the $15 and up a level. Uh, of course, we have to cover the cost of the books and stuff, and that's for that reason. But we'd love for you to to consider that. Um, it's going to be a resource that helps a lot of men. And that's one thing we always talk about on here is virtue and, and how men struggle with it and forming habits. And that's the whole purpose of this is to help men learn virtues and to form the habits that help you grow into the man that God calls you to be. Now, as a patron, you also get all the other stuff. You get you know, the merchandise, the mugs, the shirts, the, um, the koozies, all that cool stuff. And you get the extra content with the interviews with some of the speakers. We've got one coming up with Jason Everett. Um, I locked in Father Larry Richards and some others that are coming up in a few weeks. So we'll have those. Uh, so you'll get access to that. And then the deeper dives that uh, I do during the week after the podcast episode. So, And there's plenty more to come. We're actually going to set up some Zoom calls uh, for patrons, too, where they get a chance to ask questions or we can talk about stuff, have a discussion about maybe a podcast we had you know, in the prior weeks. But all that is available to you if you become a patron. And as I always say, the greatest thing about being a patron is you get to help in the evangelization of men. 
right? This really is truly your ministry and a way for you to go out just by even opening your phone and showing the list of the one word titles of most of these shows. A guy can pick out very quickly maybe something they're struggling with in their life and maybe that episode will help them and you can be the one to deliver that. You know, so many men talk about, I want to evangelize, but I don't know how. It can be as simple as that. And this this ministry really does become yours when you become a patron, too. So, All right. Well, and thank you for the support because we never knew we were going to be at this far or yeah. this long. You know, Amen. So it's great. Amen. Thanks for the confidence. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the same thing myself. So, right. <laughs> But anyway, let's jump into the show. You know, this week we're going to be talking about envy. Uh, you know, I got a lot of comments on the show that we had last week on uh, spiritual maturity and the things we talked about going on in the world with the capital and just in the in the world in general, whether it's you know political or within the church and all the days and them and those people and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And we talked about how the answer to that was spiritual maturity. Well, somebody told me that you know or asked me, he said, I, you know, one of the biggest things that that is in my way of maturity is envy. Mm-hmm. You know, I just find myself all the time envious of people, envious of this, the other political party that's coming into power right now, or envious of someone at work who gets accolades when I don't, or the guy that's got the, you know, the the supermodel wife, or the guy that's got a car, or whatever, the money, the better job, you know, and, and guys with other gifts and talents. So, you know, I thought about it. I said, well, it is a huge roadblock to spiritual maturity, so I thought we'd do a show on it this week. And, you know, just to define envy, I always like to start off by doing that. I mean, most people know what it is, but do you know what the Catholic Church says it is, right? Like, not the exactly the Merriam-Webster edition, but the Catholic Church. And so the Catechism says envy is a capital sin. It refers to the sadness at the sight of another's goods and the immoderate desire to acquire them for oneself, even unjustly. When it wishes grave harm to a neighbor, it is a mortal sin. That is Catechism 2539. And I like how it says another's goods. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. our mind immediately is drawn to, like like I said a minute ago, somebody's car, somebody's house, somebody's wife, somebody's money. Right. You know, what somebody's getting that I'm not, an award, a medal, an achievement. Um, but really, you know, it can be anything. It can be spiritual gifts, right? It can be gifts that guys have. You know, that guy's got the gift of getting on stage. That guy has the gift of, of being able to preach. That guy's got the gift of, of listening, whatever it may be. And guys can be jealous of that. I've seen it in ministry in the short time I've been in it, where guys are jealous of the success of another apostolate or or um, some things that maybe people are achieving. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing that's not that, that's oblivious to this, right? Ministry included. There's, you know, envy is one of the worst things, one of the biggest roadblocks of spiritual life, and it can cause a lot of damage and certainly stunt your maturity uh, if you let it. Yeah. Well, I mean. And as we know, we, we have plenty of examples to talk about what envy is like or has envy is found to destroy individuals and families within the Bible itself. But we probably all can go back to our past or know somewhere where envy really played a, a, a pivotal role of, of kind of attracting us to go somewhere else in our lives. Because, like you said, you know, college, right? Sure. There was always a girl that you wanted. But she was never attracted to you, or something like that. You sure. know where you? I never had that problem. No, well, I'm just kidding. <laughs> humility, as it is. I know, I'm kidding. I'm sure. Of course, I did. Have you seen me? Right. Like, <laughs> but, but you know, we've all had that kind of disappointment. You know, yeah. thinking that, well, this was this is how my life's going to be. I envision something, and then it doesn't go according to plan. And then you see someone has what you wanted, and then you get the jealousy and envy begins. And then the next thing you know, you have aggression and anger towards that person. Sure. Right? I mean, that's that's natural. We all have that. But it, but that's natural in the sense of the world, but it's unnatural to be a son of God, a daughter of God, to have that. Sure, and I mean, there's there's a quote from Jean Venier. He's a Catholic philosopher, or well, he's a Catholic Canadian philosopher, is what I meant to say. 
And he says, as a moth gnaws at uh, at a garment, so doth envy consume a man. Mm. So basically, as, slowly, as a moth sits yeah, there and slowly right. eats away at fabric, envy slowly eats away at a man. And that's you know that's a question I want to bring up is what does envy do to us? And that quote certainly illustrates that. But then you know you look at it and you can see that uh, another quote from from Saint John Chrysostom says, "We fight one another, and envy arms us against one another." If everyone strives to unsettle the body of Christ, where shall we end up? We are engaged in making a, a Christ's body as a corpse. We declare ourselves members of one and the same organism, yet we devour one another like beasts. I mean, that really kind of goes back to what we talked about last week, too, mm-hmm. with this devouring yeah. of the body of Christ. But, you know, here's two quotes right there where it talks exactly what it does to, about what it does to us. Um, and and this was all brought in, I would say, envy you know, met the world through Satan, you know, through the fall. That was the first, you know, time that we ever saw envy. You know, pride was involved too, but Satan was envious of us, of the way that God felt about us, about how he loved us. And so he revolted and God threw him out of heaven, right? Like that's 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 what happened. He he was jealous, he was envious, he was prideful, and he was thrown out of heaven because of it. And that's why he is always after us, because Satan knows he can't hurt God that he can only hurt the people that God loves. And so that's why he's always here torturing us and and trying to um, get us away from God and off of the course that we're supposed to be following, which is towards Christ. So, you know, if you look, you see plenty of examples in the yeah. in the Bible of this. Like, of course, I just said, you know, the very first one, Satan's, you know, the fall. Um, that's why he slithered into the garden and started saying things like, you know, God, you know, God doesn't want you to have that because you'll be as smart as him. Like, it was all his work to try to separate us from God because of that envy. Well, you've got Cain and Abel, right? In the story of Cain and Abel, Cain killed Abel because he was envious of God's favor that Abel received because God seemed to like Abel's right. sacrifice better. Well, right? this thing, because Abel raised these sheep himself mm-hmm. from and got the best sure. to give, and Cain just went around and picked apples from trees. Sure, yeah, he took the easy go. way out. Yeah. yeah, I was like, here you go. Right. Just, this is something I got to do yeah. and oh, something to go. honor you, yeah. Right. So Cain and Abel, that was one of the first ones, and Cain killed his brother. I mean, and you see this, like envy in the world today, you even still see that, where people attack each other, hurt each other, even murder each other, do things like run up somebody off the road. I mean, all these horrible things you see in the world because of envy. You know, how many how many stories have you seen where a jealous husband or that kind of stuff goes on oh and gosh, somebody dies? Yeah. So, I mean, envy has a way of just digging into a man's heart or a woman's heart and just wreaking spiritual, I mean, havoc on your spiritual life. Uh, another one is Jacob and Esau. You know, um, Rebecca was envious of Esau and stole his blessing for Jacob. You know, I mean, she, her son was Jacob and she wanted the blessing of Isaac for her and for her son. And so we know the story, you know, she tricked Esau because, I mean, Isaac, because he was going, he was mm-hmm. blind. He couldn't see very well. And he, and he put the, the lamb's wool on, on Jacob. So he thought it was Esau and gave his blessing. You know, so he was envious. They were envious of what Esau was supposed to have. And so they did what it took. It it took them to a place of deceit and treachery and all of that stuff just so they could get something that they thought yeah. they should have. Um, Joseph and his brothers, the coat of many colors. You know, if you were like you and me growing up Protestant, you probably had all kind of coloring books and things mm-hmm. like this and know this story by heart. But, you know, um, uh, Jacob gave Joseph that coat and his brothers were infuriated by right. it threw him in a pit and thought they had killed him. You know, turns out they didn't, but they were going set out to kill him over a piece, a piece of cloth, like over a coat. Um, the next, David and Saul. 
You know, Saul tried to kill David because people began to chant his name when he came back from war. You know, that if I remember correctly, it said Saul has killed his thousands and David's his tens of thousands. Yeah. In view of the, the songs, that's, I mean, as little as that. Yeah. yeah. And all of a sudden, he's going, he's riding into town smiling and looking around, and people are like, he hears that first line, right? right. Saul has killed his thousands. He's like, you bet, you, you dang right I did. Right. And then he hears the tens of thousands. He's like, what? What? Wait, what? And then you know from there that he chased David around the countryside trying to murder him, mm-hmm. you know, uh, because he was jealous of him. Well, and, and David, was David and Bathsheba, he was, David was envious of, was it Uriah? Yeah, Uriah, yeah. yep, yep. Yeah. And, and even in, when Nathan, the prophet Nathan, yeah. brought that to David's attention, if you remember this, that story he told him, was about a guy who loved his, his he, he raised a lamb, I believe, and he a loved it. A single lamb, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he yeah. loved it, and it was like a member of his family and the this rich guy had all these you know tons of lambs right. that didn't mean anything to him but instead of giving his lamb for a sacrifice he wouldn't stole what mattered to the other guy because he was envious of it right. and when david heard he that was right, so who, who is this i'll yeah, take him he, out yeah. yeah he should die you yeah. know and he's like that man is you that's right so what he says to him so but again envy blinds us you know the prodigal son's brother you know mm-hmm. we've all heard that story and the brother comes back and he gets infuriated his father because he's like, why are you letting him back? Look what he did. He spent all your money. He went out there and wasted everything. I've been here. I've been good. Why does he get this and I don't? How many times have we all said that in our right. mind yeah. or in our heads or in our hearts? You know, even even the the Pharisees with Jesus, right? Like they were they were envious of the attention he was getting. They were envious of this growing crowd that followed him everywhere. Of course, they were scared to lose their power. But you see all through the Old Testament and the New Testament, how envy has just destroyed the lives of so many people. And it's going to destroy ours too if we let it. So, like, you know, some things I want to talk about here is how does envy, you know, really destroy our lives? What happens? What are some things we can look at? Well, first of all, it robs us us of our peace. Mm -hmm. You know, when we obsess, as we tend to do so, over what other people have or are receiving that we're not, it eats at us. It becomes all we can think about. Like how many times have you just been sort of mad that somebody else at work got your know, recognition that you thought you should have gotten, or somebody else got an award, or a, a, an attaboy, or a shout out? Right. You know, how many times have you worked hard at something in the parish never to be recognized? You know, how many times have have you thought that something should have come to you that didn't? A gift, you know, or like I said in ministry earlier, a guy can sit there and go, man. I don't know what it is with that guy or that girl. Why do they get so much praise? Why is everything working for them? God, why are you doing for them and not me? And it robs us of our peace. You know, it steals that. And that's what Satan wants. He wants us to get riled up over all that stuff so that that he can say, you know, you're right. You do deserve that. Why didn't you get that? And man, that's not fair. And you can almost hear him whispering those things in your ear and it steals your peace. And when you steal, when you lose your peace, guess what comes next? You lose your joy. You're robbed of joy. You know, when we lose our peace, we become unsettled and anxious, and we cannot find joy when we are feeling that way. You know, when we are always thinking about what we what we don't have and what we never, you know, never can be what we don't have, we we can never be joyful about the gifts that we do have. Right? It just it it takes it and robs all that stuff. So I mean it it steals that peace, it steals that joy, and there's a lot more that comes with that too. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's always those times where you're 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 thoughts in your mind when you're driving or you're thinking like um gosh i wish i had like x amount of money and savings you know how am i gonna sure take care of next 10 15 years well the thing is is that when you like look over and you see someone else that may have more then guess you you kind of start getting that point of of envy but Mm -hmm. then you have to kind of snap out of and say the lord will provide you know he always does you continue to work hard 
and he will provide. But also, you know, sometimes we got to assess where are we putting our gifts? Are we putting them in the wrong, the wrong basket, I guess you could say, an analogy? Yeah. Or are we put in the right basket? Sure. And we have to assess that in order to make envy not the uh, dictator of our, our thoughts and our lives. Right. And when, it, when we're talking about this, guys, I want you to think about the way envy, like just get a visualization of envy. Like this, this verse from Proverbs really just, it, it gives a good vis- visualization. It's Proverbs 14.31. It says, a tranquil mind gives life to the body, but envy rots the bones. Right, like a peaceful mind gives life to your body, but envy rots the bones. That's what I'm talking about. Like yeah. here, when when your peace is stolen, is it just eats away at you all the time, almost we, like anger. Yeah, you become too weak to do God's work. Right, you, you do, and, and and it just it distracts you. Right, like the whole thing we talked about last week with spiritual maturity is keeping your mind, your soul, your body, your heart, everything on God. And when when your joy and your peace is taken from you, you can't do that. So envy is the arthritis of the body. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Like it's it's the one you don't want for <laughs> sure. Um, you know, next, the biggest thing I would say is it robs us of our gratitude, right? When we're fixated and focused on what someone else got or gets or has or is given, that, that you know, the gifts that God gave someone else, basically, yeah. the, uh, um, the amount of money or things someone else has, it makes us question God and whether he is indeed good, right? Like that, we don't ever think about that. But when we start to be envious and we stop to be gra- you know, grateful, then we start to question our mind. The devil spends that, that lack of gratitude and that, that influx of envy into, is God really good? Because I do all this and I've done what he said and why didn't I get this? Mm-hmm. If he's really good, then why would he treat us that way? And if you think about it, that's what the devil spun in the garden, right? Like if God really loved you, he'd let you have that fruit. Like why didn't he let you have that fruit? Yeah. What's the matter with that fruit? Why does he not want you? Oh, because he doesn't want you to have this. Right, and so our gratitude of everything else that Adam and Eve experienced in the gardens, that heaven they were in, basically, they forgot about because all they could focus on was the one thing that they couldn't have, and because they couldn't have it, God was not good. God wasn't an all-loving Father. God wishes to keep things from you, and that's where we can get if we if we let uh, envy take over our minds because it takes away our gratitude and it makes us question them. It makes us spiteful, it makes us angry and covetous and ungrateful to God, and it blinds us of the gifts that God has given us and makes us refuse to give glory to him, right? Like how many times do we say, well, I wish I had that car, when we should be saying, I'm glad I have a vehicle to get around within period. Mm-hmm. You know, I wish I had the bigger house. Well, I, instead of saying, I'm glad I have somewhere to be warm. Like it's a 31 right. degree day outside. Or I'm glad right I don't now. have that mortgage to pay. Right. <laughs> well, but I mean, you think about the people that have to yeah. sleep outside tonight. True, yeah. I was telling the kids that on the way to school this morning. You know, when they were praying to be grateful and they said some of the things they always say to get through with it. I'm like, kids, there was a guy walking down the street with a huge blanket over him. I'm assuming he was homeless. You know, I mean, he would look like he was freezing to death. And I told my kids, it's like, when we pray to be grateful, think about things like that. Mm-hmm. Like you can be warm whenever you want to be in this car with the clothes that, that that you're provided by your mother and I because of the glory, you know, the the gifts of God and the and the blessings of God, and you've got your home to turn the heat up in whenever whenever you get cold. That guy doesn't have that, yeah, right. That guy's got a blanket on trying not to freeze, and we forget about these things when we start to think about what do others have that I don't and why don't I have them. We forget to just enjoy and be so grateful for the blessings that we do have. No matter how small they may seem, they are blessings. No matter how used to them we get, you know, we forget about that. Somebody was telling me today that they work with soldiers. And when they come back and they see somebody, for instance, like brushing their teeth and letting the water just run, a lot of them just go, wait, turn that off. 
because they're overseas somewhere where they can't do that. Mm-hmm. And it's such like they, they're almost built up in a way to go, look at what you're wasting. Look at what you're – and they receive these things that we take for granted every day as a, as a blessing. And, and, and that's the thing. Like when we become envious, we do the same thing because we focus on what I don't have instead of what I do. Well, and you, you kind of talk, talking about this again. It's it's a cancer, it's a sickness. It it destroys the soul. Yeah. Envy, as many of the other sins, but envy really is like you said. It's that slow moth, that slow worm that gets inside and starts eating within. You know, it's something you don't see actually happening outside, but it's internal. It's yeah. internal rot, and you got to be really careful about letting that control your thoughts. Right, and it's it is something that you have to get to the point where you can stop it, where you sense it, where you feel it, and you don't feed it anymore, right? right? It's like that old, uh, I think it was an Indian proverb or something where the the, the, the guy was telling the kid uh, there were two different wolves in, in his soul and inside, yeah. and he said, well, who's going to win? They were fighting, and he said, the one that you feed, mm-hmm. right? Well, it's the same thing here. Yeah, peace or anger. Right, yeah. or what are you going to give into? Are you going to yeah. give into envy or gratitude? Right. What are you going to feed? Um, you know, it also robs us of our charity. That would be the last thing I'd say that it really robs us of is it, it takes in uh, the complete, it takes us in the complete opposite direction of love. Um, it builds a complete refusal of charity. That's what the catechism actually says. It builds a complete refusal of charity. We choose to hate and despise out of spite and bitterness. You know, when, 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 when you let envy control you and you see someone else getting something that, that you think you should get, or maybe they're rising quicker than you at work, or whatever it may be, whatever situation, you don't love that person. It, it literally robs that. Like you can almost, I, and I'm going to admit this, it's been plenty of times in my life where I felt like I hate that person because of something. I feel like I should have gotten that, or mm-hmm. I feel I should, and I want to distance myself. I want to be uncharitable. I want to, I want them to suffer because I, I'm angry because I didn't get something like that. Right. It's, it's just immaturity, right? And that's why I'm saying. That it that it attacks spiritual maturity in such a a, a, a difficult way in such a harsh way, um, but you know we know that God calls us to love, and we cannot love when we're letting envy in because it literally is like slamming the door on love, and saying no I care more about me I didn't get what I wanted I didn't get what I think I deserved and therefore the heck with that person because they ran off with something that's not rightfully theirs it should be mine so I don't care what happens to them and all of a sudden charity's gone. Yep. Right? You're not able to love. You're not able to love at all. You, all you see is is anger and hate and malice and spite because you should have gotten something. And that's what happens. Like that's why the devil loves to use this sin because it robs you of those things. Peace, joy, gratitude and charity. So, let's look at what we got to do to combat it, right? The first thing I would say is humility. We need to understand without God we are nothing, right? We are nothing. We need to fight the that pride is it fight the, the pride that is the precursor of envy so that it never rears its ugly head again, right? We need to remember that the last shall be first and the first shall be last and live by that. You know, everything that we have is a gift from God. Mm-hmm. We should remember that. And if God chooses not to give us that, then we should be humble enough to know, you know what? He knows better than me. Yep. And he is God and I am not, right? So I will take whatever gifts that he decides to bestow on me and the ones he doesn't, I will thank him for knowing better than me that whether or not I should have had those things in the first place abandonment to God, trusting that he's going to provide whatever you need and that he knows better than you ever what you what you will need, right? Abandonment to God is just saying, you know what? You're in charge of my life. What I get, what I don't get, you know, all the things that happen, I'm giving everything to right, you. And I trust in you. Right, yeah. and I trust in you completely. So that's going to help you with envy if you can get to that point. Gratitude, when we truly appreciate and see everything as a gift from God, then you insulate yourself from envy. 
Every time you feel that envious thought come up and go, well, I didn't get, you know what, but I'm glad I got this, God. Thank you for that, right? Counteract that with the opposite of it, right? Every time you feel that ugly head of anger rearing itself in your life, think something that you're grateful for. And even if you have to say it out loud, just remind yourself of the things in your life. You know what? I got a wonderful wife. You know, I've got children. I've got this. Just whatever it is, count your blessings. Charity. We need to practice love and goodwill to others through all circumstances. Be happy when God blesses others and you will find yourself happier. That's the crazy thing about it. If you can get past the envy and you find yourself joyful over someone else and what God blessed them with, it's going to be a blessing to yourself Mm -hmm. because you're growing spiritually and you are happy for someone that that God did something for. In fact, there's a quote here that I want to, I want to say before we end the show, another one from St. John Chrysostom. I never can say that right, (laughs) but would you like to see God glorified by you? Then rejoice in your brother's progress and you will immediately give glory to God because his servant could conquer envy by rejoicing in the merits of others. God will be praised. Right. And at the end of the day, what are we here for? What do we want to do? We want to praise God. We want glory to come to God, right? Everything we're put here for is to bring glory and praise to him and to bring others to him. And so when you live in this generous, grateful, charitable, humble lifestyle and you fight off envy, then you're bringing that glory to God because God is smiling at you. God knows how difficult it is for us to fight off sin in our life, right? He knows. He feels what we feel. So when we have that moment of that stabbing envy with that anger and that pain and that sense of loss because we feel like we were robbed of something or stolen something from something was stolen from us or we didn't get something we deserved, God knows what that feels like for oh, us. Yeah, yeah. And when we can turn away from that, just like any sin, you know, and say, you know what, I choose to glorify God. I choose the better part. I choose the better path. Then God is going to smile down and, and just look like a proud father on a child that is beginning to learn the lesson. Right, somebody that is, is beginning to do what he's asked of them. So, guys, we're coming here to the end of the show. I just want to remind you if you want to check anything else out we're doing, any of the interviews, the videos, you can go to justaguyinthepew.com. Uh, we've got some new stuff up there and some new, uh, there's soon to be some new resources, as I mentioned in March. So, if you want to have a, a part in those, you want to join uh, and sign up and be a patron, you can do that at justaguyinthepew.com. So guys, look, envy is one of the biggest roadblocks in your spiritual maturity. So don't let it have a foothold in your life. Let's take it to prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, there are few things in this world that can destroy our relationship with you and others as quickly as envy. It comes from a place of pride and it snuffs out our desire for charity. Whenever we feel envy taking hold of us, help us to remember the destruction it caused in the Bible. And Father, As soon as we feel the sin of envy welling up within us, remind us to snuff it out with humility, charity, and a tremendous sense of gratitude. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.